friends. Welcome to the Everyday Abundance Podcast. My name is Kaylin, and I am excited to be on this journey together. The mission of the Everyday Abundance Podcast is to empower and equip women to experience abundance in their rhythms, relationships, and resources by giving them tools to model their lifestyle after Jesus. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Hey guys, I am so thrilled to introduce you to someone who is so special to me, one of my longtime friends and someone I definitely look up to, Rachel Butler. In college, we were told to always have a relationship with someone 10 years ahead of us in life. And a lot of times that means 10 years older than you or something like that. And someone you can learn from and model your lifestyle after and ask them questions because they've just been there recently. And I would say Rachel is definitely my person. She loves the Lord. She's faithful to her husband and she is a kick butt homeschool mom of four. We got together and talked a little bit about what life looks like right now for her and a lot of us. Whether you're doing college from home, you're a mom with young children in total survival mode like me, or you're a mom with homeschool age children navigating being a first-time teacher with four different personalities, or you're simply trying to know how to manage yourself and your own life during this time, this episode is for you. Rachel gives us a great glimpse into her world and how her and her husband are raising their children and what it looks like to lead them through a time like this or any challenging time really. And at the end, you'll hear some practical application that I believe will encourage you and empower you to lead yourself first and your family well through whatever changes that this life throws at you. Oh, and you might hear some birds chirping in the background. They decided to join us. Rachel lives in the country, and she said they got a lot from our talk, and so I hope you do too. Let's take a listen. I was looking through your Facebook today, and I found something really awesome and really funny and so Rachel. I don't think you're oh, ready gosh. for this. Okay. <laughs> so you know how on Facebook profiles on the on the left-hand side, there's like the phonetic spelling of your name where you can help people know how to yes. say your name? Yes. So your name is Rachel Butler, okay? That is not hard. <laughs> right. It's not hard, but you have it put Rachel Butler. <laughs> and that makes me so happy. And that's really all I have to say in this whole intro is that your name is Rachel Butler. So <laughs> Miss Butler, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> so I am a mom of four kids. I have three boys. Uh, Brett Cameron is almost nine. Kellen is seven. Declan is two, three in August. And then Coraline is our sweet baby girl and she is nine months old. And so we have three boys, one girl and it is wild and crazy and so much fun all at the same time. Um, I've also been married to Brett Butler and we've been married for almost 11 years now. It's crazy. Oh my oh I my know. Gosh. Oh my goodness. That is just so sweet. And we've been, since we've known Rachel for so long, we've seen her become a mom for the first time, the second time, the third time. And then we were all anxiously awaiting this fourth baby and being like, there's no way it's a girl but if it is, we're going to lose our minds. And it was, and we lost our minds. I think we lost, I, I think we're still losing our minds over we are. the redheaded cherry on top. I know, oh, I know. three just, blonde boys and one redheaded girl. I mean, just, we're so Irish. <laughs> <laughs> 
to begin all of our talks together, I want to ask a question that helps us helps lead us to the area of your life that you're probably experiencing the most abundance because that's probably where we're going to learn the most from you. So, Rachel, what are you most excited about in your life right now? I would say I'm most excited about time. I know that sounds so silly. Um, but you know, a lot of people will tell us, you know, who have older kids, I'm sure you hear it all the time too, Kaylin, is just soak up all these memories because it just goes by so fast. I mean, I feel like that's just what you kind of say to people with younger yeah. kids. And I'm sure I'll say the same thing one day. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Um, but I always ponder on that. And I'm like, but how, how, like, how do you slow time? And I would say that time has really kind of slowed down these past few weeks with everything going on. And that's because we don't have, you know, activities. We're not running out the door constantly, fussing mm -hmm. at our kids, you know, hurry, get dressed. Right. We're going to be late. We're going to be late mm -hmm. from soccer to swim, to trail life, to church, to meeting, to small group, to so many activities. And it's been really nice to just kind of woosaw and slow down and yeah. have quality time, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Wow. That is so good. I think we're all kind of in that, in this time in life in in this time in our history of, of the world and our faith, like we're kind of slowing down and it's something that has been near and dear to my heart over the past few months, actually, before any of this kind of started and surfaced is how fast paced life that we all really do live. And we're in a really interesting time right now where that has never before happened, where I can tell you right now what LeBron James is probably doing. Like LeBron James is probably sitting on his couch. Like, I'm just kidding. Cause I'm yes. sure he's like working out, but for the first time <laughs> ever, me and the NBA players are doing mm -hmm. the same thing. Everybody We're around home. the world. Yes. Not just in the United States, which is crazy. Yes. And there's this connectedness maybe that we've never experienced before as a nation. Um, and it's just actually, it's very astounding to me. And so I love that you said that, that you're just experiencing this whole different pace and this rhythm and you're really getting the most out of it. So you mentioned being home with all four of your littles and now during this time it's kind of slowing down. Um, and a lot of people are actually having to homeschool their kids. Now, some people who are listening might be having to homeschool their kids for the first time. And you are a veteran homeschool mom. How long have you been homeschooling your, well, I guess your oldest would be Brett Cameron. So we've been homeschooling now for around three years since Brett Cameron was around six years old. And now we've added on Kellen the past couple of years. And then obviously because of all of this, we also have a preschooler with us um, two, four, seven, Monday through Friday, whereas he used to go mm -hmm. to kind of like a, you know, mother's morning out type of program. Yeah. Have you always had this desire to homeschool? Where did it come from? Was it from a conversation with someone? Was it from like just as yearning, like in your heart that you felt God leading you to do this? Was it, um, like an experience that led you to do this? Why, why homeschooling? So funny story. Um, I feel like generations and families are kind of woven together for God's purpose. And we met you guys. Uh, we met you guys the 11 years ago and you guys homeschooled. We absolutely loved, still love your family, your discernment, um, the way you did homeschool. We loved um, the flexible presence of you guys through it as well. And we thought it was cool. And then 
the Lord called Brett that we should homeschool. And he told me, and I said, ha ha ha. Mm. Oh, that's cool. I, I think you'd be great at homeschooling. No way. <laughs> so this was Brett's idea. Yes, yeah. You know, cause so oh I my gosh, through our husbands, usually through the man of the family, but through us as well in different ways. And he called it wow. upon Brett's heart. Well, at the time I was so happy with my job, did not want to leave. And that changed for me, you know, after oh years talking yeah. to your mom, talking to other homeschool moms, um, God really did a big shift in my heart. It's crazy. I did not know that part of your story that it was kind of <laughs> Brett's idea. And yes, I was homeschooled. I was homeschooled um, first through fifth grade, ex pretty exclusively. And then I went to middle school, um, a private middle school for sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And then I begged my mom to bring me back home for ninth grade. So ninth through through 12th grade, I was at kind of like a college home, like college kind of high school where I went once a week and then for a few hours for a math class and Spanish class. And then I did the rest at home and I worked and I loved it. And I think that something my mom got right and something that like you're getting right is they're saying like my mom and my parents decided that nurturing us spiritually came first before education. And I think school, because of the, how many hours you're in school a day can sometimes feel like that is first, especially as a kid. It's like, all I do is school. I wake up, I go to school, I come home, I eat, I do my homework and I go to bed. Like, I feel like it can feel that way. Um, but my mom always said, you're nurturing a heart first, mm -hmm. you're nurturing the heart first and then the mind. And so my parents have never gotten a compliment on us about our intelligence. Like we're <laughs> smart people. Like they always get compliments on our hearts or on our hearts for God. And I think they, they made that choice a long time ago yeah. to make that the number one. Yeah. And it doesn't happen naturally as in they made that choice so long ago to put our hearts first and put God first in our family. And that is just one of the ways that they chose to do that. And not everybody chooses to do it that way. And that is totally fine. But I love that Brett felt that calling <laughs> to say, Hey, Rachel, I think we need to homeschool our kids because when Matthew and I started dating, it's crazy, but it was so big for me, like that I had a husband who supported that in my heart. And so when we were dating, like it came up in conversations, you know, you, I think it's really important that people talk about yeah. how many kids they want before Absolutely. they get married because oh, yeah. people run into that all the time. And I really can't believe it. I'm like, y'all didn't talk about this. Like, come on, talk about it. I know even the like, littlest things become so big, especially when it comes to raising children. I definitely agree with that. Right. And so for me, what was kind of bigger than the amount of kids I wanted was how I wanted to educate them. So we're obviously aware of what's going on in the world right now. And you being home with your two little boys, they're also seeing that things are different, you know, like they're not going to play sports anymore with their friends. They're not going to church normally on Sundays. And you guys, you and Brett are having to navigate that, especially with your two older boys. How are you um, how are you having those conversations? What are they saying? What are you saying? How are you guys kind of leading them um, through this time? So when it happened, we obviously backed off a little bit earlier than everybody else, just to be careful. Um, and because we could, so we didn't go to the gym as much. We started backing off on some activities and the kids asked why. And we told them what was going on. Obviously, we're not going to tell them the full details of the deaths 
told today is, you know, up to this, like, we're not going to do that. (laughs) We have those conversations, uh, Brett and I with each other, we talk about that, but we talk about that away from the kids because Brett Cameron and Kellen, especially Brett Cameron, because he's older, he does, Mm -hmm. you know, start to listen in on conversations and he does start to take note of exactly what we're saying. So we have to really be careful about what we're saying around him. Yeah. And how you're saying it too. Yes. 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 That's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you can, you can inform without, without putting fear in their little hearts, yes. you know, and, and their worldview right now is so fragile and it's so moldable. And that is honestly such a huge blessing because you get that time with them. You get this time with them to slow down and to really see where you're at and kind of take inventory of like, okay, we're not having all these activities anymore. So how are we doing? How are you doing? How, what do you need from me? And you can kind of take inventory of their little hearts. And so, Mm -hmm. so how are you explaining to them why you're not going to do the normal things anymore? So we explained to him that, especially Brett Cameron, um, that there is just kind of a sickness in the world right now. And we have to be really careful Um, I love the quote that's going around right now because we totally used it where it's, we are not stuck at home. We're safe at home. Um, and that's where we want to be. And it's not just to protect us, but it's to protect others as well. And it's temporary. It's not forever. Um, now the key here is that grief will happen. Um, so Mm -hmm. they're going to cry about it. They're going to be angry about it. They're going to have questions about it. They're going to be in denial about it. They're going to grieve through this just as we are (laughs) grieving through this. You know, we are having, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. We're having frustration. We're having sadness. We're having denial. Um, we're especially frustrated and, you know, I want to get out and go to the grocery store and the fear of, but what if I catch something? Um, Mm -hmm. and we, especially with Brett Cameron with his anxiety, we have to explain to him that it's okay to be aware of Mm -hmm. things, but we cannot let it cripple us. Right. I think that when I was younger and I had a hard time with that and kind of understanding what was going on in the world, I think that if we acknowledge the fear and we say, okay, yes, this is a real feeling, but it's not the only feeling. It's not the strongest feeling. It's not the biggest feeling. Yep. And it's probably not even a true feeling. Yeah. And I think what where we get wrong a lot is in our kids, we we don't acknowledge it. We say, Oh, you're gonna be okay. It'll be fine. Maybe right. because either we don't feel it to the extent they do, or we're just trying to we f- do feel it and we don't want to talk about it. Right. Right. And, and it's not like they're gonna have sadness and be done with that. No, grief is a wave of emotion. So they're gonna be sad today. And in three weeks, that sadness might jump back up again because they realize that it's Tuesday and they're supposed to be at soccer and they're still not at soccer and that's okay. Right. It's, it's so important that we acknowledge that in our children and in ourselves, like, okay, I have this fear. It's real, but it's, it doesn't have to win. Right. And I think a lot of times, especially as moms, it's like, you kind of want to dismiss feelings inside of you because you're like, no, I've got to manage their feelings. I've got to help their feelings. And it's like, if I don't deal with it in my heart first, I can't deal with it in their heart. What about little Kellen? How's Kellen? He's seven, right? Mm-hmm. Seven. That's so big. But does he handle things the same way that, that Brett Cameron does? Are they diff- very different? 
Helen is more of the homebody anyways. And so he's really been a lot happier with it. Um, and he, and I think he sees that Brett Cameron's handling the anxiety side of it. So he doesn't have to worry as much. Me and my brother are very different. And (laughs) I think that's important too, as a parent is something my parents did right is they never assumed we were like our other sibling. Right. Like they never looked at me and said, well, Patrick's not afraid Mm -hmm. or well, Patrick doesn't do that or Lily's not like that. And they've never done that to my other siblings just because I'm the firstborn. They never looked at them and said, well, your sister wasn't like this. Your sister didn't do this. And I think that that can be really hurtful for a kid to think, okay, well then what's wrong with me? Why do I feel this way when, when God has created them all very different, just as we're different Mm -hmm. from our spouses and our friends and our siblings, you have, you're having, you know, you have four babies and God created them. Maybe they will have similarities because me and Mm -hmm. me and my brother Chase are really similar and Patrick and my sister Lily are really similar. Right. But even, even within our similarities, we're different. Right. Like we know that Kellen is our stubborn child. He's our strong willed. He's definitely our sheep where he is so sweet and so kind and so gentle, but then he is so stubborn. Um, But we also know that stubbornness can be such a great thing when it's used for God and that, you know, cultivating him and, you know, nurturing him to be so stubborn for God. I mean, he will be a force to be reckoned with one day. We know that. Yes. I'm just so thankful for you and how you are raising your boys and your girl. Let's not forget (laughs) Miss Cora, even though that her and Declan are too young, really to see much of the change. um, They're just going to listen to what you say and go about their business. But Mm -hmm. um, I just thank you so much for, for the way that you are parenting them and loving them and nurturing them heart first. And it just, you just inspire me to, um, how, how to teach my kids, how to love my kids in the future as they, as I have more, as they get older. And I know that some things that you've said today, like my, I think my favorite thing you've said today is grief will happen and mm-hmm. just really, really taking into account that your kids are also going to grieve the normality of their life. Yeah. And, and it's okay to let them do that and to steer them, but to steer them in the right direction. Right. Right. I love that. I really do. It's so good. So Rachel, what do you feel like God has taught you the most through this time at home so far? Um, just to really look for the blessings um, because it's such a time where we can be uh, frustrated and discontent. Um, I truly believe that what you'll, what you're searching for, you'll find. Um, For instance, like, you know, when you're watching a movie and all of a sudden you see the person in the foreground and then you see the person in the background come into focus, um, kind of like focusing like that. You want to focus on the good. You know, we could sit here and say that, oh, kids, yes, we are stuck at home. This is terrible. I know. I wish we were at soccer too. Oh, I wish I could get out. Um, that only, you know, feeds the fear in their life. And if we're constantly looking into the negative things, we're going to find them. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm walking around the house and saying, man, I'm so thankful that it's, it's sunny today or, oh gosh, I know it's raining, but I was thinking that we would get downstairs to our garage 
and play on our little like CrossFit gym and try and do more pushups than we did yesterday and more burpees than we did yesterday. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. oh, but you know what, I have this paint stuff and just finding, um, the blessings each day will help so much with the discontent heart that mm-hmm. is naturally going to be given to us. What you're searching for, you will find. And yeah. that's an important thing, not only for our kids, but it definitely as the parents, as we're parenting them through this hard time. I definitely want to walk away from this situation and look back on it in a year or two years, 10 years, even my kids. I want them to look back on it one day and go, man, that was so fun. We got to bake every day. I learned how to paint, you know, flowers. I learned how to do this. We were, we had a CrossFit gym in the basement. We played (laughs) badminton every single night. That was so much fun. I want, even me, I want to look back on this and know that was such a good time. Right. And it is, it is what you make it. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. And I think that in leading our kids through this, this global pandemic, that we don't make it smaller than it is, but we don't make it bigger than it is. Yes. And that we so really true. allow, we really allow time to almost catch up with us and, yep. and we don't get to relive this day again. We don't get to relive their ages again. Right. And they'll never, they'll never be this little again and they'll right. never, you know, and so just really embracing that I think is so, so, so important. We've talked about some really good stuff today to make it kind of plain and simple. Rachel, how could someone who's listening who has kids or who doesn't have kids, how could they apply what we've talked about today to their own lives? Um, so I would say, first of all, step one is just to grieve you, your kids. If you haven't done it already, even though we're a few weeks into this, go ahead, let them talk to them about how are you feeling today? Ask them why they're feeling that way. And it's okay. You know, recognize the emotion, pray, give it to God and, you know, honestly distract them and move on to the next thing. Yes. Right. Um, step two, I would say just to take inventory, um, take inventory of what's going on in the day, take inventory of how they're feeling, why they're feeling that way. Um, and, and go from there, um, take advantage of the free resources out there, you know, FaceTiming your family, being thankful for those things um, is really what's going to help. And then the third step is just to be flexible. Moment by moment, Kaylin, you know this through homeschool with your family, that every moment is completely different when you've got (laughs) one kid or when you've got four kids. So as a mother, if you sit there and say, this is what the day is going to look like, 9 to 10, we're going to do this, 10 to 11, do this. And if you get so rigid in that, you are really going to set yourself up for defeat. But instead, just to say, I spilled my coffee everywhere. The baby just spilled his oatmeal. The other baby is crying. The seven-year-old is crying. And the nine-year-old is jumping around on the couch. You know, just to kind of say, all right, guys, like, let's just take a time out. Let's just take a break. And we'll jump back into things. Mm -hmm. Um, That's okay. Have flexible grace throughout your day. I love that grieve normality, take inventory and be flexible. That is something that we can do ourselves. And I think honestly, we need to do that first before we help anybody else go through this time. And, and then after we, after we grieve and we take inventory and we are flexible in our own lives and it can overflow into our kids' life. It's safe to say, Rachel, that 
we can see you experiencing this in your Instagram posts and your Facebook posts, but also in conversations like this where we can be real, like it doesn't always end up like we plan it. You know, nobody looked at 2020 and said this year, I'm going to homeschool and it's going to look like this. And it looks like what, where we're (laughs) in right now. You know what I'm saying? Yes. God God says, don't worry about tomorrow. We can only worry about what about today. We can only handle what is happening today, not what's happening, you know, until the end of May through this homeschool journey. So if you're listening today and you're homeschooling your kids for the first time, or just you're homeschooling them for another day, know that God is with you. He is going to help you and he's going to lead you. And these things, grieving normality, taking inventory and being flexible, those will allow you to experience abundance, even where you are right now, whether it was planned or unplanned in homeschooling, or just you've lost your job or your husband's lost their job or your school has been canceled for the end of the semester. And it could be your senior year. Maybe you're taking clinicals online now and you're not sure if it's going to be enough or what it takes to get you to your next step in your career. And we just want you to know that we are with you and we may not be experiencing the exact same situation, but we're all humans and we're all experiencing a little bit of, of the grief of the grief, a little bit, um, where we're taking inventory and seeing things in our life that we like and don't like, and we're all having to learn to be flexible. So have some grace for yourself. And Rachel, I want to thank you so much for being with us today for this conversation. And I can say that we've learned a lot from you today. Oh, well, thank you, Kaylin, for having me. This is fun. Yes, you're the best. So now what I'm going to do is we are going to pray. Actually, I'm going to have you pray. I want you okay. I want you to pray um, to, for everyone who is listening today. I want you to just pray for prayer, prayer, blessing over them and to seal up everything that we've talked about. Absolutely. All right. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, God, thank you so much for this, Lord. Thank you for this this time together um, for this word, Lord God, that you've given to us, Lord. God, I pray that you would just um, help us to look at our own hearts, just to to seek areas that might be weak, to strengthen them, Lord God. God, this is such a gift that you have given us, Lord. God, I pray that we look back on this time and we are so thankful for it, Lord God, that we were able just to slow down, snuggle our kids, wrestle with them, love on them, Lord God, and we wouldn't focus on the on the negative things that were happening in the world, but the positive things that were happening in our own little world, world, Lord God. And we just thank you for each and every heart that is listening right now. We thank you so much for Kaylin and Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the future episodes. And hey, if you love it, rate and review it because we're new around here and we'd love to be an uplifting podcast for someone who needs it. Be sure to keep up with us on our Instagram at everydayabundance.podcast. See you next time.